Hey, Jmark Accento here, broadcasting to you from the end of the world. Here to say, the boys are here! What? What's up? Yes, Hello. everyone. We have the entire cast here for the little opening because we're recording towards the end of December. You'll be hearing this towards the beginning of January. But happy holidays and happy new year to everyone. Uh, you all know who I am. I'm Jmark Accento. I am the writer for the Meta Narrative. Producer of the show and also the character Twilight. Uh, everyone want to go around and do your introductions? Go ahead, dudes. All right. Uh, my name's Kevin Heil. I play Vert on the show. Uh, also, some of the technical support in the background. I will go by Manny Lugo. I voice Torin. And I give the DM a hard time. Yes, he does. <laughs> this is intensely uh, true. And I'm Mitch. I'm the DM. I write all of the D&D that they play. Uh, and I play myself in the meta narrative, but it's a, just not really me because it's a different version of me because it's a different universe me. Yeah, and he voices literally everyone else on this show. Poorly. Um. Yeah. Oh, hey, we met an NPC. Let's learn his name and complete backstory. Guys are monsters. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to take a moment. Uh, we just want to take a moment to say thank you for listening to the show. And a quick reminder from all of us, especially now that Mitch is on call, like definitely send those tweets out, send the Instagram posts out, send the Facebook messages out. Because the more you do that and tag us with the hashtag Unplugged Rising, the more people we can have be NPCs, which is oh, really for sure. awesome. The best yeah. Christmas present you guys could give me is your attention that I need so desperately. Yeah, we, we're only doing this because we need validation. But Absolutely. we will see you uh, at the end of the show. We'll give you some messages from us, heartfelt, I'm sure, maybe, possibly not. And uh, yeah, thank you all so much. We'll catch you at the end of the show. Previously on Tabletop for the End of the World. My lovely consumers, I cannot believe it, but the best time of year is nigh upon us. Cupid Day! What I really need is some guards. Would you guys mind watching over me tonight? You gonna take it off of her or what? You're saying I'm an equal member of the party. Selena's coming down the stairs. Uh, she, she doesn't say hi to you. Mm -hmm. She doesn't respond to you. I could take something you already have and coat it with silver. Are you an undead? No. Okay, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go grab the material needed to make a suit. Hercules, I beg of thee, give me the might of your father Zeus. Flood apparently was working with a demon and tried to take over you. You are in safe hands. For glory! Hope you're singing pipes already. Let's do this. And we stand boldly facing off into the distance, ready to join the fray. Good day, my lovely, lovely listeners, and a very gracious and happy Koopy Day to each and every one of you. Ooh, we're finally here. Listen to the crackling pyres, inhale the scent of burnt plastic machinery and chemicals, and wipe tears from your eyes. Because it is on this day that we come together and remember that the generous God has spared us once more. That in mind, I thought 
it good to take a moment and look back into the history of Goopy Day with my favorite story, The Night Before Goopy's. <clears throat> Twas the eve of Goopy's, and all through the land the people were brutal, and we needed a plan. So do you think he's... Yeah. But what if he... No. Maybe I should go... Don't even think about it. I could always send my dogs and... That is a terrible idea. Look, guys, he's gonna be alright. He told us he'd meet us at the usual time and let us know how it went, so it'll be fine. Okay, maybe I should go and... I'm back! I'm here! Oof. <sighs> How'd it go? It, uh, went, I think. Uh, I got most of what you asked me to get, Kev, but... But? I wasn't able to get uh, your compete gift. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. That's fine. But I was going to get you something really cool, and, I mean, I don't know, I just thought... Hey, let's focus on what's important here. We finally have a way forward. No, well, not just that. I was going to say, happy compete, everyone. Happy Happy compete. compete. Yeah, happy compete. So, to celebrate, how about we get in game? Okay. Uh, You guys go ahead, I'm going to catch my breath. That's fine. So... Uh, last we met, uh, you were fighting a dire sturge in uh, in the middle of uh, a swarm of dire sturges. As to be they correct, I was fighting them. a dire sturge. <laughs> yes, credit where it's due. Uh, so, oh, and and Vert killed a man. So Vert, you're kind of a. We'll just what? leave that hanging. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind Vert's going to be kind of away from the action for this fight yeah. cuz he's he's over in that he's over with Selena. Yeah. Uh but uh, yeah, you guys are fighting a dire sturge and I kind of forgot whose initiative it was. So uh roll initiative, guys. Yeah. Well, we actually ended the last game, I just picked up my rapier and then I looked off towards where the dire sturge was cuz that's what I did first. Basically on okay. the perfect to be continued moment. Yeah, perfect. That was pretty awesome. So and what I'm reading speed. is that I forgot how much initiative we rolled because we hadn't rolled it yet. Exactly. So let's roll initiative, guys. Okay. You don't want me to roll I initiative, right? Uh, no, Vert, I think you're going to catch up later. Yeah. yeah. 12. Because it's more dramatic tension that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12, cool. 12 total? I rolled just a d20 for initiative, right? Yeah. Yeah, did you add your initiative stat? Which I believe is negative one. Okay, so negative one, 11. Right. (laughs) I rolled a five. All right. um, uh, Vert is not there. Torin! Yeah, Torin, what you see is that you you did a thunderous smite on the... On the dire sturge, and this doesn't really matter, but I got the the attack damage wrong. It shouldn't have been bolts of lightning. It, it's thunder, not lightning, which are yeah. different. 
Um, it's like a shockwave. Uh, but you've knocked this thing down to the ground. Uh, it was picking up Mayor Bucket. He's kind of just on the side now, like on the sidelines. He's not going to be a bother here. Spoilers. Pooping out of um, fear instead of regular poop. <laughs> it is his defining trait. Can uh, Torn do a free action to roll to see what happened to his bucket? <laughs> he can just see. He can just see that the bucket is still very much on him. Um, the bucket is what kept him from... Uh, the the bucket is the means from which the dire sturge had lifted him. Is it a vibranium uh, bucket? No, it's a, just a thick wooden bucket. So, Torin, you're first. Even with a negative one initiative? <laughs> Even with a negative one initiative, you are currently yeah. the fastest lizard. The I got a five. Dire sturge is prone on the f- on the uh, ground. So, just to uh, clarify, if just I a few just punch the hell out of it, would I be able to knock it out, or would that just be like some unarmed damage nonsense? Is this a creature you are familiar with? Because if it's not, then you don't really know. I don't know. I've I'm a wanderer. I've traveled. I've seen things. Um, as if, I'm going to give you a free action here, just to go through your memory banks. Uh, roll your. Uh, survival? Uh, or, or I guess animal handling could apply as well. You pick. I only have survival, so I guess I'll roll that. That'd be like a d20 plus the survival? Yeah. Yeah. 13 plus 3. Holy shit. Becomes a 20? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, so... It's not a natural 20, but it becomes a 20. <laughs> you want You once bred your own dire surge. And, like, raised it as your own cub. <laughs> You're just like my son. And then I left it because I was still depressed. You're like Connor, the dire sturge I loved as a boy. <laughs> um, so what you know is that um, uh, if, it's, if an animal is considered dire, it is a, a large, um, more dangerous version of something that could be encountered naturally. Uh, something that through through some kind of magical means, you know, typically magical, uh, has mutated into something dire. Um, dire animals are often denoted by their dire flesh, which Ugh. makes them more resistant to uh, physical attacks. Um, they are, you know, they it's it's harder to kill them with traditional means. Um, and you can also tell with your survival instincts, then you may have already figured this out, uh, this one is undead, which gives it also different resistances to physical attacks. So I can't just knock it out? Um, it would be tough, because he can probably take a, a punch pretty well. Then I have a different idea. It's a winged mm-hmm. creature, right? It is. I just need to subtract the wings. He's gonna math it to death, guys. Divide and conquer. All right, so I will... Uh, I like that pun. I used a spell earlier, but I'm guessing I can use the natural spell I got from leveling up. Oh, hail Lord Binks. So I will uh, charge at it and attempt to attack a wing... Using Divine Smite to see if I can just chop that thing off. Okay. Do it. Divine Smite. Roll, you, roll starting, to hit. 
Roll to hit is just 20, right? Yeah. It's your attack roll. Right? Divine Smite is on top of your attack roll. So you and my still attack, need your attack roll, roll is the 1d8 of my sword, right? Mm. That's the damage. So you're going to roll a d20 plus, I believe your attack roll is plus 5. Is that my strength or my attack roll? Um, it's Your attack roll is the d20 plus your strength plus your proficiency bonus with that weapon. Plus 3, plus 2, okay, so yeah, plus 5. So give me that jazz. 12 plus 5, so 17. You're going to hit. And then I roll the 1d8 for my sword, and then I guess I'll add the Divine Smite after that. Or wait, it's slashing, so 1d10. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it flat out has in the bars 1d10 for slashing. So I guess if I was stabbing at the wing, it'd be different. Bro, give it to me. I am ready. A 6. And then I guess I'll do the... Do, 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 do. Extra damage is 2d8 for a first level spell slot, plus 1d8 for each spell level higher than first to a maximum of 5d8. The damage increases by 1d8 if the target is undead or a fiend. Oh. So do I roll technically like 3d8s because it's an extra one because it's undead? That is exactly correct. Ooh. So first roll, 3. Second roll, 4. Final roll, Six. Oh, so thirteen damage from the divine smite, and then and that's six radiant damage, damage from... to an undead. Yeah, they don't like that. To a wing. Uh, yeah. So you uh, you are able to plunge your sword uh down into the wing of this prone creature. Uh, yeah. By the way, it was it was prone from your thunderous smite, so it was already in a in a bad way. Does that, like, double its damage? Well, prone drops uh, the AC. Prone means its movement option is to crawl, has disadvantage on attack rolls, and an attack roll against the creature has advantage if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Oh, should have given you advantage. Didn't matter, because you hit. Just add it on. It's fine. <laughs> he hit. You hit extra good. I super hit. Yeah, no, you hit. Hercules. Give me strength! And Torin charges and slashes at the wing of the creature. And that's gonna go, uh, with your radiant damage, your sword's gonna slice through uh, the wing, the weird veiny membrane that this thing uses as a wing. Uh, you're gonna leave a deep a deep rend in it. Uh, and is that all you can do? You did a, you did a buttload of damage, too. Uh, it's, it's... I was just it looking to cripple it out. so that we could keep it around, because... We can't kill it. Oh, you for sure crippled it. Uh, it screams out through its uh, proboscis, like this weird gurgling, trumpeting noise. Uh, and you absolutely did some damage with it through your, your glowing sword. Uh, and now it is uh, the creature's turn. The dire sturge's turn. The first thing he's going to do... Wait, is... and this is, this is the white dire sturge, the one we've been hunting? Yes, you have not hurt any of the others. They are in a black swarm above you. Okay. The Dire Sturge is going to spend its movement standing up so it's no longer in prone. And, uh, uh, Torin, what's your AC? 18. 18. Son of a mother. Let's see. Oh, well, it's going to hit. And, okay, that one's not. That's fine. The one I wanted to hit is going to hit. 
Do I need uh, to wear like full plate armor made out of a tank for my armor class to mean anything to your rolls? Uh, welcome to D&D, where even if you have armor class that is high, you have to get hit sometimes. Uh, so the, uh, the Dire Surge is gonna stand up, and it, as it stands up, Torn, you realize that even though it's on all fours, it's almost as big as you. It's like eye to eye with you right now. Uh, and it is going to, oh, sweet. Uh, it's going to, like, stare you down for a second. And then lash out with its proboscis. And its proboscis is gonna crunch into your stomach and pierce right through your armor. But, and but, I'm wearing, using my sword and shield. Doesn't the shield help with my defense? It, it went over, your, your shield makes your AC, uh, 18. Um, in the meantime, you're gonna take some damage, because we're playing a game called D&D, and it's fun to do that to you. Alright, how much? Uh, Seven. The, the proboscis is going to crunch into you and plunge into your stomach. You can feel this thing's little teeth on the end of its proboscis bite into you, and uh, you as you take this damage, you actually feel some of your strength draining away. And you, you can see uh, the, the wing that you just pierced through. It's smoking with radiant damage, and as it's drinking you... Uh, you can see little lines of flesh are trying to knit themselves back together on the wing. Uh, and I think that's all the creature can do for now, so... It's also gonna try to claw at you, but that one, that didn't hit. So even as you were, even as you were pierced in the stomach, you still had the wherewithal to, uh, to block his claw hand. Meanwhile, like impaled, impaled. Block, wings. block, defend. Oh wait, I'm still impaled. <laughs> you are, sir. Uh, you're no longer. You're not impaled forever. He he let go. He just wanted to get a little sip of you. But is the wing still crippled? Uh, there's still a hole in it. The hole is slightly smaller. So it's incapable of flight still. Um, it looks like it could be capable of damaged flight, like really bad flight, shitty flight. It has reached shitty flight levels. I hear that's a technical term. Sure. Uh, and now Twilight. Wow. Cool. You um, are. Uh, you ran to the blacksmith to pick up your silvered rapier. Yes, and I have it. And I, uh, I told Derek. I asked Derek if he was if he had his pipes ready because we're about to go fight a battle. Uh, so I am going to. Uh, I guess I'm sixty feet away from the battle, right? Uh, yeah, if you, you spend this round, you could get to the battlefield. Yeah, uh, I think- I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you some, some options here. Roll a perception check. Okay, rolling perception. Mm-hmm. He notices he's not at the battle. <laughs> oh, where'd I go? Uh, uh, 22. Okay, uh, you got enough of a read of this village when you were playing music earlier, like walking down the streets playing music, uh, that you think you could come in on this battle pretty much wherever you want to. So, uh, where in the battlefield do you want to end your turn? I want to land on top of the creature. Land on top of it? I want to mount it. Okay. So you're going to spend uh, your turn climbing a building? 
Well, he said I could get there from any direction, so I figure yes. So above. Okay, uh, I'll allow it. Um, you are on top of a shed overlooking the dire sturge, and uh, let's roll. Let's roll Acrobatics? stealth. Or yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it to you. You had time, okay. uh, but roll your stealth just to see if the dire sturge knows, knows you're there. Us. Yeah. Okay. Oh shit. Uh, I mean, I should have all the aggro, so it shouldn't really notice him. Uh, I mean, you could give me advantage, but I rolled a twenty-three total, so I think I'm okay. Uh, yeah. No, you're good. Okay. So yeah, you are you are hidden unseen on the roof of a shack and it is Torin's turn. So I check to see that my insides are still inside. <laughs> For the most part. So then I will I guess just slash at the other wing normal. 18. You hit. Thankfully I'm strong and proficient. Yeah, I mean plus this thing's also pretty messed up. So Roll the 1d10. Well, I mean, I hit it with a sword covered in thunder, and then I slashed it with god power. I'd hope it'd be messed up. <laughs> yeah, no, it just did some crunches, and now it's ready to go again. It's fine. <laughs> it did some, some sturge crunches. Okay, 1d10 rolled on an 8. Oh, god, you got an 8 on that d10? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just trying to hit the other undamaged wing to cripple this yeah, thing. Yeah, your sword, your sword goes through it, but you notice without the power of uh, magic behind it, uh, your sword doesn't go in as much as deeply as you'd expect it to. Uh, instead of instead of piercing the wing and leaving a deep gash through it, um, you kind of pierce it like you were giving him a piercing, and it doesn't go much past the length of the blade. So I poked a hole in it. You poked a little hole in it, yeah. You remembered what you what you know about dire flesh and the undead, and how they don't take nearly as much damage from normal attacks that I mentioned earlier. Yes. I promise, I promise I'm not cheating you. This time. Uh, uh, and now it is the Dire Sturge's turn. Uh, and it is actually going to try to get away from you, Torin. Can you roll... Uh, can you get an attack of opportunity, please? Is that just a d20? Yep, standard attack. No bonuses? No bonuses. This is just when something tries to move out of melee range, uh, it you get an attack of opportunity. Seventeen. You get one here. Uh, so, yeah, that hits. Roll your damage, my man. A five. Okay. So really a two. Uh, but yeah, as it this thing's trying to peel away from you, and you you slash it across the leg, uh, as it's like limping away, and it seems like it's trying to get airborne. Uh, and it's, uh, it's gonna succeed, but very weakly, sort of hover above you, and it looks like it's trying to run back up into the swarm. Um, and that goes to Twilight. How high up is it? Like, it's trying to go up into the swarm, but it hasn't yet, right? Can I still jump it's, on its back? It's ten feet in the air. It's on level with you now. Awesome. I would like to use my movement action to get up on its back. Uh, roll acrobatics? Because you are trying to jump onto a moving target. Man, Hell, he's yeah. Getting it. Hell yeah, I am, dog. Uh, 19? Yeah, 19 definitely does it. You awesome. land on this thing's back. What do you want to do? Uh, I have my rapier, and I would like to draw and plunge it 
in between its shoulder blades where its wings are to see Ooh. if I can take control of it. Roll that attack with advantage. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, oh no, Strogs. Ren, don't You rolled play too that. many attacks. Ren, don't play with that. Okay. I got an 18. Do I, you add hit. Anything, do I add anything to attack rolls? Well, um, your attack is going to be your damage die, buddy. Okay. Plus then, your, plus your whatever stat is associated with that weapon. So I believe a rapier is plus your dex mod. Yes, and I also get bonuses because it's silver. Uh, you don't get bonuses. You get not negatives. Yeah. But... Oh, that's oh, that it's a plus one weapon now. Yeah, it's yeah. a plus one weapon, and it does extra damage. And silver does good things against undead. That's yeah. right, because it's, it's a, a pure metal. It yes. purifies yes. as it cuts. So I roll 1d8 or 2, just to clarify. Oh, you're going to roll your standard damage. Okay. Uh, that is a 5. Cool, and then you're going to add plus one for it being a, um, a plus one weapon. I already added, so it is fine. Tight. So yeah, you stab this thing down in the shoulder blades, mm-hmm. um, and it was already weak before. Now it lets out like this, this gurgling, gross noise, uh, and it is... Alright, I can't give it to you quite yet. It is, it is so just about dead. But it is it is low. Uh, but can I you, control it? In what way? Well, because my blade's between where its wings are, so I feel like I can like turn it or whatever. Because I ca- I stabbed it right in there. That's why I was asking. I'm trying to guide it towards the ground. Do you think if you stab somebody in the spine, you can puppet them? I think if I I think maybe I don't know my life. <laughs> um. So right now, what I need you guys to do is make a dexterity saving throw, both of you. Okay. Ah, that is not good for me. Truly. What is it, a d20 and then, I'm guessing, minus one, because my dexterity sucks. I got an 18. 18? Alright, you're gonna be good. 13 minus one, so 12. Uh... Torin's not gonna be as good. <laughs> I should have done more yoga. But what's your AC, Torn? Again, it's 18. Right. Super high. Uh, so no worries. Uh, uh, what's going to happen is, you guys sense in the midst, midst of all of this, there's, there's something else watching you. And right as you fully realize that, right in the heat of battle... Two arrows, one come, uh, one for each of you, flies down from above. You dodged the side of it, uh, flying the dire sturge, Twilight. Uh, yep. You know, sort of. Uh, and, it, and it whizzes by your ear. Uh, Torin, for you, it, it plucks right into your shield and stays there. Uh, which is kind of lucky, because you weren't fully sh- aware that it was coming. Uh, just a just a bad luck shot, but it seems something has shot you from above. If these Sturges have crossbows, I might hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
We are the Stages. We are a mighty race of crossbow-wielding bat monsters. That is a, a better idea than what I've actually come up with. <laughs> Time to rewrite. <laughs> uh, so that's what happens. Uh, Torin, it's your move. I mean, what can I do? I'm on the ground. They're up in the air. Uh, yeah, they're about ten feet up in the air. Um, I have no long-range abilities. <laughs> or weapons. Yeah, and you're kind of out of spell slots. I didn't even uh, have long-range spells. <laughs> I'm not uh, a wizard. Yep. You right. You right. Could I... I don't know. My halberd has longer reach. Would that reach long enough? It would. Your halberd has ten-foot reach. Okay. So, mm -hmm. do I have to use a whole action to switch? No, it's like a it's like a bonus action or whatever. Okay, so I action. will switch to my halberd and try to stab upward at its wings again. Okay, uh, roll, roll to attack, my man. D20 plus my strength proficiency of plus 5. 13 plus 5 again. <laughs> That'll hit. And then it's black. <coughs> A 1d10. For... Well, yeah. Well, it doesn't say anything about stabbing, just 1d10 slashing, so I guess I'm slashing up at a wing. Well, you said you were stabbing up at it, so it would be piercing damage, but that's not going to matter for this particular instance. Alright. I guess I'm just kind of jumping and stabbing. You don't even gotta jump, it's a long stick. Okay. Nine. Nine damage, dang. Yeah, you're gonna punch this thing in the tummy with your halberd. I was aiming for a wing. Dire flesh. Oh, for the wing. I want to. We want to uh, cripple this thing. As you didn't. Spe I don't believe you specified for the wing. He uh, did specify. He did. Yeah. He yeah. did. Oh, I missed it. Okay, yeah. Okay, fine. You hit the wing. Yeah, because as Twilight seems to forget, you know, trying to install a joystick in its spine, we need this thing alive. <laughs> yeah, you. Uh, you pierce right through its wing. Uh, and it's going to start tumbling down to the ground. Twilight. Oh! Uh, oh my actually, god! I guess both of you said it doesn't fall on you. Let me see if I can make it fall on Torin. Nah, not with the six. Am I strong um, enough to, like, catch it? <laughs> it's about as big as a bear. So, probably not. Have I you seen Torin's muscles? If you really, really to catch it? I guess you could do a athletics check. Torn spent this entire game flexing. Have you seen his muscles? I've got plus floor, athletics, and 17 plus 3 strength. I think and I can bench eight. press this thing. And it's plus be... 18 to flexing. Alright, you... Yes. Okay, you can try to catch it. It's gonna be a big roll, but you can try to catch it. What would I roll? Roll your uh, acro uh, athletics. My athletics is plus 4. Holy... Uh, meanwhile, Twilight, roll your acrobatics, because you are on this thing, and it's falling. He was a lineman in Dragonborn school. <laughs> I feel like Hercules would totally have, like, a sports equivalent. Within 15 his... plus 4, so 19. Oh my goodness. I got... Okay. I got... I was, I was rolling acrobatics, right? I also got yeah. a 19. Okay, well, for Twilight, that's totally easy for you to, to jump off this thing in time. 
for Torin, I had a number in my head for this difficult roll, and I'm sorry, but you didn't get it. Was the number 20? <laughs> it was. You're just gonna take two damage from this thing falling on you, but otherwise you're gonna you're gonna catch it. Have I ever mentioned you're made of bastard? You tried to catch a giant bat monster. Why am I at fault? This isn't something you would do in real life. I had a number in my head. <laughs> I had a number in my head, and it was just one higher than what you rolled. <laughs> it's true, though. Twilight Twilight jumps. Uh, off the dire sturge and lands next to Torrid and just starts applauding. Like, great one! Great job! You totally got this, buddy! It's not dead and it's Twilight's turn. <laughs> okay, uh, Twilight would like to use a speech action to go, Tabilica! How are we supposed to catch it? Uh, Tabilica appears and says, What in the hells is that thing? It's the white! Because it's, it's, it's white! Um, racist. <laughs> Yes. That's a white thing, but that's not the white. The white is humanoid. It's. Then what the hell is this? It looks like an undead dire sturge. So we. We can kill it? Oh, for sure. Please. That thing is gross. And Twilight very, uh, excitedly. Um. Oh, and just to. Can I. I took. You, you're the one who described my action. I took my sword with me, right? Because you described I what I did. So... <laughs> yeah, I was there for that. Yeah, so did I take my sword with me? Or can I say I took my sword with me? Because I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no okay. problem. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You have your rapier. Okay, The cool. the, uh, the dire sturge is prone on the ground again. Okay. It's basically... And it's, it's, it's heaving and it's bleeding like a thick, darker red blood than usual. Can we just say, since I took damage, that I at least put it in a full Nelson? Sure, absolutely. Uh, it is in a full Nelson. Stab at the heart of this thing. And I, I look at Torin, and I start remembering this weird animated show I watched once where a green man stabbed a bad guy through the chest with an energy beam and also killed the other person. I'm referencing Dragon Ball Z. Like, there's no... It's just... Are you, are you gonna kill Torin? Well, he said he has it in a full Nelson, and I'm about to stab it. If you stab well, through me, I swear... <laughs> I well, will, you told me to he, do it. I'm just rolling with I will with pray it. to be resurrected just so I can punch you. I am rolling with the stabbies here. But hey, okay, right now, right now, Torin has this thing's wings folded up, its arms locked behind its head in a full Nelson. Uh, it is helpless as can be. Okay. We've beaten um, the hell out of it. Just finish it. So I get advantage on this, clearly. Oh, uh, for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you auto-succeed here. Okay, so I just gotta roll my damage. Yeah. Word. Uh, I'm gonna stab it through its. Uh, oh, you should have given him the chance to miss. Like rolls a one and just stabs himself. Or kills you. Torn. If he misses, he stabs you. In this scenario, I kill you. So let's not. Let's think through our 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 words here. Uh, so I got an eight. Yeah. No. You stab it right through. How do you? No. You do it. Kill it. Okay. Tell me how. So I just finished having that conversation with Debilica, and I'm like, I can kill it? Okay. And I have my sword in my hand, and I see Torin put in a full Nelson, and, like, I'm, like, a little mortified because Torin's just telling me to go go for it, and I'm like, oh, I hope I don't miss. And I take my blade, and I very dramatically, like, um, slide into a thrust and stab it right between its eyes. 
through the head. Which should be That'll high enough do. to not hit Torin. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, you, you kill it, and you can see a small amount of gray smoke rising off of your silvered blade where you've made contact with it. Mm-hmm. The uh, dire sturge stops moving. And I assume Torrin's now going to let it go unless he's, like, really into this hug. I'll let it go. And don't worry, if you'd killed me, you would have just met his brother, Larry Gesh, who replaces him. (laughs) 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 That's a beer fest reference. Larry's a chill person. I saw that. That's a really good archive movie. Um, Kev, if you haven't, Mitch, you haven't seen it, you should totally watch that movie. It's real good. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm gonna get in on that. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't till he came. Atop a noble steed with eyes glowing red. Oh, his treacherous deed. killed it it's dead and mayor bucket stands up and says oh thank you or whatever his voice was <laughs> turned into a prospector <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right that's right he is like a prospector but a crazy prospector yeah. well thank you yeah that's right you did it Ooh, really filled my bucket on that one we noticed uh twilight would are, are we out of combat you are out of combat, okay. unless you want to fight Mayor Bucket. <laughs> Twilight looks at Mayor Bucket, and I'm like, this needs to be done, I'm sorry. No, uh, Twilight uh, would like to see if I can take anything from the Dire Sturge corpse. Like, anything of use, any kind of materials, stuff like that. Any parts of its body. If nothing else, for a souvenir or something that can be bartered later. You see that it's mostly just kind of rotting. Like, uh-huh. now that all the, whatever energy was in it, keeping it alive as an undead, is gone. Uh, it's, it's decrepit. Uh, it is, it is falling apart. It smells terrible, but you can't tell right now because you're next to Bucket. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like anything taken, taken from it now would last very long at all. It's kind of like almost dissolving physically in front of you. Okay. Um, could I roll my investigation to see if there are any clues on it that could pertain to where the actual white is just because it's timing aligns way too well with the reason why we're here sure uh yeah roll your investigation i wouldn't put it past the god dm to just have a random undead in his undead quest oh that had nothing to do with anything i'm not that heartless uh yeah i, I didn't get anything that was a six so it was a what that was a six i don't think i saw anything <laughs> Well, <laughs> you poked it with a stick and gave up. I looked at it really hard. Twilight was just like, all right, I figured it out. It's definitely dead. And I'm like, I'm just real proud of myself. <laughs> I'll tell you, what, what's your passive perception? Uh, much higher than a six. It's 12. Okay. Well, you do notice that the, um, you know how at the end of an arrow, there is, uh, there's a fletching or, uh, uh-huh. or some feathers usually. Yeah. These arrows, where those would usually be, these arrows seem to have uh, bits of of fur around them instead to stabilize them. Okay. And it looks like it, it could have come from uh, a sturge. Like the arrow inside my shield. Exactly. You take a look at that arrow and go, wait a minute. 
You remember what I warned you if those Sturges use crossbows. Twilight Twilight looks at it and uh, looks over at um, at Torrin and shows it uh, to him and goes, All right, so I think the person we're looking for is using these dire Sturges. As far as we know, I think it was only the one dire Sturge because even the regular Sturge is just kind of floating around being annoying overhead. Yeah, but look at these ones. They're, these arrows are made out of black dire sturge fur, not white ones. So somebody has tamed the regular sturges. I think so. Uh, Mayor Bucket! Oh, what you need? Do you know anybody in town who might have come who's, like, really good with animals? Like a ranger oh. or anything like that? No, no one around here. Hmm. Well, we all, we all kind of keep to ourselves. We don't like to associate with the dire sturges. We just let them eat the fireflies and then go back up to the rafters. Do you know where they, they they hang out in the rafters, you said? Yeah, up above. You can barely see it because it's so dark in here. But yeah, they live up there in the rafters. Do you know how we can get up there? You know I do. All you have to do is get through the shattered mansion. Oh. It's part, it's part of the labyrinth, you see. Uh, it's off over there. I've been through it a few times myself, but I'm not going to leave my town because, you know, my bucket. I'm going to look at him, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be real honest, I don't think we want you to lead us. Do you know anyone else who can, though? Oh, I don't know. Let me see. Uh, well, Flood's good with a blade. Okay. No, that <laughs> makes perfect sense. We could go find Flood. <laughs> <laughs> Just look Guys. around, hearing a giggle in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Did anybody just hear somebody defending themselves in the distance? <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, your bucket says, "Well, yeah. Let me. Uh, yeah, let me. He's the one who's guarding the arsenal." But he's probably asleep by now. Let me take you over to his place. See if I can get you guys going. Your Honor, I only allegedly killed him. His killer was invisible. So who knows? I arrived here and had no idea what happened. No one could see me. Even I couldn't see me because I was invisible. Up, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Torrin, what do you want to do? Do you want to make your way back to find Flood or... Oh, actually, um, uh, Debelica... Yes, dear. Apparently, those dire sturges are hanging out up in the rafters. You can float. Do you think you could check for us? I have to stay a certain distance uh, close to one of you three, so uh, I will not be floating up there. But, yeah, the sturge rafters are a pretty popular stable for the devils. I've been there before. Just a lot of weird, gross bat creatures. You've seen them. Okay. Um, Torn, what do you want to do? We shall grab this flood, realign our party, and investigate. And Torn turns to the mayor. Have you noticed any of your townspeople going up to the rafters lately a lot more than anyone would want to? Oh, not at all. No one leaves the town. No way. No siree. No bob. No way. Everybody's been here. You have proven to not be very useful this entire time. Yep! Okay, so, uh... Torn just shakes his head and has... Just signals for the mayor to walk. Uh, I I think I think we should go find Vert real quick before we go grab Flood. You know we gotta 
We don't know if he's okay or not. I don't know if he was attacked when everything happened. We'll find him eventually, or he'll find us. He has magic. That's not... Do you... Do you know how magic works? You pray to God and he makes it happen. That's true. That's true of Torin's understanding of magic. Um, Mayor Bucket is going to just start walking away. Okay. You guys want to go meet Flood? I mean, you already met him. You remember. Come on, guys. Okay, and we're going to go ahead. I- I'm going to go follow Mayor Bucket at a distance. Uh, actually, I'm going to kind of like lead follow Mayor Bucket. I don't want to be behind him. You're going to what? Lead follow. So like, I'm following him, but I remember the way. So I'm going to stay well in front of him and not near the bucket. I follow uh, him, but well to his left, not behind. We all don't want to be behind Mayor Bucket. Actually, actually, that was his, like, that was the one thing that was changed in his campaign for, for Mayor, was like, I get behind Mayor Bucket! Everyone's like, no, 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 and then, yeah. Get in front of Mayor Bucket, for your own sakes, please. You're playing Russian roulette with that strap every time you're behind him. <laughs> <laughs> So he leads you to uh, Flood's shed, and he knocks on the door. And, uh, Vert, I think we're finally back to you, my man. Uh, yes, we are. There's a knock on the door. Selena's still kind of terrified. She's wrapped a splint around her dislocated finger. Allegedly. Uh, yep, yeah, there's a knock on the door. <laughs> and I think you all know who it is at this point. Okay. Uh, is there a window that I can sort of, like, peer around, peek out, see who's at the... You can hop on a chair, look out the door, and see your friends in the mail. Okay. Oh, hey. Open the door. Yep, he opens the door, and guys, it's not Flood, it's Vert. Oh, uh, hey Vert, you, uh, hanging out with Flood? Um, yeah. Sorta. <clears throat> I mean, alright, uh, we just came to say hi. Wait, weren't you supposed to be guarding Selena? Yeah, she's here. Hi, hi guys. Hi, Selena. How are you doing? Uh, a bit. I'm a little confused, and I'm in a lot of pain. Oh no! What happened? Hey, what? What happened? So, um, a flood used magic of some sort on uh, Selena here and charmed her, and then attacked me, and um, that uh, didn't didn't end well for him. So, yeah, uh, he's over there. Uh, Selena is over here. Um, yeah, he, he, he really messed up, uh, on, on, on all fronts there. Um, apparently, however, <clears throat> and, uh, is Debilica there? Yeah, she's always kind of there. Yeah, he sort of shoots her a, uh, a side glance. Uh, that, uh, mm, plague fella also sort of came after me too. Oh, good. Debilica says, goodness, is Plague here? I didn't even see him when we came in. Mm. So yeah, we have, uh, he sort of gestures over to where Flood, uh, landed. And he, uh, yeah, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't apparently uh, take take too kindly to being called out on you uh, guy can only assume a uh, forced congress with uh, Selena here. What are you trying to and uh, 
Twilight makes their way over to Flood's body and uh, starts seeing if there's anything I can discover from it. Also see if there's anything I can take from it, like if he has anything usable. Um, he does have uh, he does have a rapier on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a small pouch of gold coins, which is something he would have brought over from um from outside of the demi plane. Right. Uh nothing else really of value on him. His armor is, you know, about the same as yours functionally. Does he have any markings on his body that indicate like maybe like the mark of the plague devil or whatever, like something that indicates who his loyalties are to or stuff like that or a note? You know, it's almost interesting that you don't find anything. Hmm. It might be uh, the gaping hole in his chest. He does indeed have a gaping hole in his chest, an almost square hole. Which, uh, I guess that makes his armor a little worse, actually. Than your yeah, armor. I was gonna say, it didn't work that well, so... <laughs> uh, yeah, Mayor Bucket is gonna join you as you investigate his body. And go, oh, oh, poor boy, he was so troubled. You know, he, uh, he used to be a banker. You know, back before here. Said he wanted to give up his greedy ways. I told him he could guard the arsenal as a penance. It would, uh, it would teach him how to be, uh, how to be a decent person. To not take the most valuable things we have. That didn't work. Well, uh-huh. I mean, as long as all of our stuff's still in the arsenal at the end of the day, maybe it did. Who knows? And, uh, Twilight looks at Mayor Buck and goes, Yep, everything is still in the arsenal, just as it was. And like, see, sidles, he died a hero. And sidles away. Yeah, roll uh, roll your deception for me, real quick. <laughs> We're doing this. No, I am because I I, I stole the cup. Uh, Twenty, not natural. <laughs> You're fine. Maybe just try to hide your new sword with your hands. Uh, he's not going to be able to tell. Mayor Bucket thinks Flood uh, Flood uh, died a hero because he was he was always fighting his inner inner demons. Died a brainwashing hero. Oh, right, and there was that bit at the end. So... So who will lead us through the shattered mansion into the rafters of back things? Well, I could tell you the way, but I don't think anyone else will want to leave the village. Especially not me. Gotta have my bucket. Sorry, guys, time out. I need some water. So I'm actually at a loss of what would be most... What best to do next, so I'm gonna let you two in character decide what we should do. He's telling you guys that you're not gonna get any help. Yeah. We're just gonna have to travel through the shattered mansion and find our own way, as we've done this entire game. Oh, yeah. We'll take what uh, limited directions we can, and, uh... I do have an excellent memories for, er, memory for maps, geography, and terrain. And... Oh, that won't help you. Now, look, I've been through the shattered mansion a few times, and if you get to the end of it, there's a nice stairway up to the top level where you can reach the rafters. But remember... You've got to go through the rooms in the right order, okay? Okay, wait, hold on. I need I need a pencil. I need a, a writing thing. Okay. okay a quill okay. and parchment. Yeah. Well, Twilight doesn't. I need stuff. Okay, go ahead. you got to go through the kitchen, then the ballroom, and then the nursery. You go through those, it'll lead you to the stairway. Are they labeled, or how do we figure that out? Oh, 
Well, you see, Shattered Mansion, it's got a nasty curse on it. And uh, as he says that, you see Debilica covers her covers her mouth, covers a little a little grin, and she when he's talking about the curse. Each room is locked, and each lock is opened with a key. It's a very devilish design. And you see, each key is made of something that would be in the room. Uh, is there anything there we might have to fight? Oh, sure. Uh, but, uh, you guys seem strong. I wouldn't worry about it. How long ago did you go into this place? Like, you said you go there all the time. Suddenly you can't? That seems convenient. <laughs> um, well, see, it used to be I didn't always have a bucket strapped to my butt. Maybe about a year ago, I remember, I was eating the berries, and I was laying down, I was enjoying the swarming of the sturges, and watching the, the fireflies overhead, and then it hit me, like a puddle of mud filling my whole body, and I realized I couldn't be much farther from this bucket than a couple feet at any time. If only we had some kind of clothing that could go over my old man butt. That would fill itself for me, and I'd just be able to throw it out and get a new one. But alas, all I got is my bucket. Everyone got mad, and I kept dumping it in the well to clean it out. Alright, um, I don't know about you guys, but I think our newest quest line is finding a diaper for Mayor Bucket, and that's the only thing that matters. <laughs> just clean him out. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Selena! Y yeah are she you, walks out, uh, holding her hand. Are you, are you okay? Do you know why Flood attacked you? Do you know what's going on with that? I think he's just a gross person. Yeah, but if I there's, was, uh, if there's, he's been giving me eyes for a while now. I didn't think he even knew how to do something like this. He cursed my ring. If there's anything you could tell us at all that you might know about him that would help, we'd really appreciate it. Is there anyone he spent time with? Uh, he mostly kept to himself. Uh, he talked to the other guard. Uh, Phil, you met him. You must have if you're here. Uh, but, you know, he didn't seem magically inclined. He was, a he was kind of a rich, uh, like a lower noble back in the material plane. I, I, yeah, there's no way he knew how to do something like this. Ah, sorry, hold on. Uh, and she rummages through floods like, like, he's got, like, a chest in the middle of his living room, and she pulls one of her healing potions out of it, and she downs it, and snaps her finger back into place, and just kind of shakes it off, and she goes, okay. Oh, sorry, that's a, that's a little better now. It won't be in a couple of hours. Yeah, well, that's the price you pay, unfortunately. It's better to be able to work, I think. Ugh, sorry, I just feel gross about this whole thing. No, it's okay. You have every right to. It's really gross. If I were to make an observation, I believe he mentioned that uh, Plague was the one that gave him the ring, or at least the enchantment on the ring. Yeah, I I don't know who this Plague is. I remember... I know for the last couple months, he... Like, a couple months ago, rather, he talked about... Like, what if devils are here, worried about, uh, he said he was haunted? But, after that, uh, 
Now he stopped talking about it. I hadn't heard anything about that in like two months. Okay, you're gonna see me do something, don't worry about it. Uh, Debilica? Hmm? Can you take us to Plaid? Oh, he's not here anymore, not with his mark gone. His mark? Yeah, his mark. What, you think you're the only ones with a beautiful devil following you around? Goodness, no. That's Neez. He's not beautiful. Oh. I, I meant me. I mean... Well, that's awkward. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> but really quick, um... Do you know where we could find out? Could you tell us more about him? What his motivations are? Maybe it'll help us... Flag. What if he's playing against you, you know? What if... What if he's the reason why the white got away? Hmm, let's see. Plague, plague. Let's see, I remember he's a few ranks below me. Only recently got into collections. Uh, before that he was in... Uh, is he new? Yeah, you know, not bad for a first time out. I wonder if this was his first mark. Sorry, I I don't know. We don't we don't talk much around the blood cooler, as it were. Okay. Well, do you know any weaknesses? Because I I'm worried we might have to fight this guy. Weaknesses to devils. You want me to float here and tell you weaknesses to devils? Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh goodness. Well, I I guess that was a a good try there. Best buddy. You still well, need us to complete this quest, and he may be behind your white. Yes, well, I can only protect you so far, and I have a job to do. Well, I guess that we won't do this job then. I mean, this seems like a pretty nice town to settle into. I guess we incomplete this quest and uh, go off on our own. And Twilight uh, <laughs> picks up their uke, or their their loot, and is like, Alright, well, uh, I guess we're going to find a place to live, right boys? We're just going to wander around aimlessly being alive. Yep, and uh, Twilight gestures to the guys, and we all start heading out. We're like, all right, well, it was all fun. I mean, you could try tormenting us or whatever, but if you're not... Roll your persuasion. All of us? Sure, all of you. <laughs> Can I roll my intimidation because I don't have persuasion? <laughs> um, are you... Is this ploy an intimidation tactic? His is persuasion, mine's intimidation of, well, I guess we won't do this, and I don't like you. Okay, tell you what, let's do it this way. Torin, what'd you get on intimidate? 13 plus 3, so 16. Okay, so that means I'm gonna give uh, Twilight advantage. Oh, I get it. I'm gonna give you adv I get advantage. advantage on the persuasion roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bye, bye. We are doing it as a group. Can you combine our roles? I got a 23. Thanks for the advantage, Jesus. otherwise it would have been like a 15. <laughs> Lord Lord. Vert got a 24. Woo! Oh, well, huh. Okay, yeah. Uh, Debilica uh, looks at you furiously, and she is grabbing at her horns like someone might pull at their hair when they're frustrated. She looks at you and goes, uh, uh, you have silver. Yes. And she refuses to speak with you anymore. Well, you know what that means, right, guys? Hey, uh, Torin. Yes. What kind of weapons you got on you? 
I have my long sword, my shield, and my halberd, all made of righteous steel and copper and Greek stuff. And what about what about you, uh, Vert? Well, I have my dagger and uh, all my magic. Okay. Well, McKean said he still had leftover silver to forge for us. I think we got to get ourselves some silver weapons. And uh, I would like to suggest to everyone that we go to McKean's. Uh, he still has some silver left over from the goblet, and I think he should coat at least Vert's longsword in silver. Mm. So we could coat at least, I'm guessing, one each of our weapons? Is how Mitch wants to balance this? Well, that's a good You'll find out when you talk to McKean. Yeah. So let's go talk to McKean. Well, hello there. I did it. You're at McKean's. Uh, okay, ah, we teleported. <laughs> ah, ah, how'd that happen? Okay, and <laughs> uh, Twilight looks at McKean and goes, Hey, McKean, how you doing, buddy? Doing fine. How are you? We're doing great. Uh, the rapier... Want to use the rest of the silver I got you? Yeah, the rapier you got, you, uh, you made was perfect. It was, it was amazing, and I appreciate it. Uh, would you be able to coat uh, my buddy Tor... Oh, this is Torin, by the way. You haven't met him yet. Um, ah, nice to meet you, lad. And he gives you a big old handshake. Clasping arms and flexing. <laughs> he flexes He flexes back, not breaking eye contact. Dwarves and orcs. A strong race each. And uh, Twilight's kind of watching this and like whispers the vert, are, are they going to kiss? Don't make me spit at you, I turn to Twilight. <laughs> oh, you heard that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so can you, uh, can you, can you reforge his, his longsword here, coat it with silver? Uh, McKean looks away embarrassed. Uh, you didn't see him pulling away from that kiss. <laughs> uh, yeah, McKean, let's go, Torin. Uh, well, with your, your nice thin rapier blade there, it was easy to just take a little bit of silver and make a purified blade. I think I got enough for maybe one more, something small. Oh, so not the longsword? Uh, oh, no way. Maybe if I had... Not my sword or halberd? Or oh, my shield. Hal oh, halberd. How about the halberd? Let me, let me see the halberd. The halberd. Yeah, you uh, you hand over that halberd to McKean and he grabs it. Like, ah, that's a nice small blade on this. Yeah, I could silver this, sure. Because as Vert says, he has magic. Mm -hmm. I don't even think he's pulled out that dagger once. <laughs> nope. It's a fair, it's just... Doesn't like to whip it out. I respect that. Mm -hmm. Yep, no dagger picks. Sure thing. Let me get to work here. How long, uh, how long do you think it'll take? Give me, give me four hours. Alright, well... Is that long enough for a rest? That is a short rest. Uh, you guys could do a short rest, or you guys could wait a little longer if you wanted and do eight hours and come back and do a long rest. Um, I'm down with doing a long rest so I can get uh, the second level spell slots. I am probably still casually bleeding out of my stomach. <laughs> the whole, a little bit. The whole time, just like... Hey man, I thought you were flexing it closed. <clears throat> what do we get for a short rest? Short rest, you can use your hit dice to restore your HP. Uh, long rest, you can go to full. Yeah, um, I'm okay. Let me think. Uh, I am down on hit points, and I am out of magic. Yeah, I think we're going to need to take a long rest. But while everyone's doing a long rest, because Twilight actually has no damage at all and didn't use any spell slots in that match, uh, Twilight would like to spend this long rest... Um, talking to Mayor Bucket and getting to know as much as possible and, and Debilica and getting to know as much as possible about the mansion. Okay. Uh, so what you learn during all of that is that the 
Uh, Mayor Buck, it's been in there before. There are really low-level demons in there called the Lemure. Okay. Uh, and he said he's been able to fight the Lemure uh, before, and they're they're not particularly strong. He's able to fight them even, uh, even though he has no idea about silvered weapons and all that. Okay. But you know he's had to retire, and then um, you know since the the whole incident where he's needed a bucket, and it's just he's eaten too many of the berries. Uh, he starts telling you long stories about uh, the things he's fought and the things he's done, and how in the material plane he was this excellent uh, marksman sniper with a but with a crossbow like you've never seen, and how. Uh, how difficult it was to find arrows here and carve them and and just find wood in a place that seems to be a just a stone castle for miles. Did you have it? Did you have somebody you taught how to shoot an arrow in this town? Oh me? Oh no! Everyone here I just met. They come and go. Like usually they die. It's pretty brutal. Okay. Uh, I have one. Yeah. No. No. No trainees around here. I have one more extremely important question. Yeah. Go ahead. What was your name before Mayor Bucket? Well, they used to call me... Guy? You're totally making that up, but that's alright. Your name... Guy Bucket? Really? Okay, whatever. Uh... Oh, Bucket's not my last name. Oh. That's just... It's just my last pair of pants. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you for that. Um... Oh, not a problem. Here, tell you what. Get your friends together. I'll lead you to the Shattered Mansion. Oh, that'd be great. Um... But I'm not going on in there. No siree. Uh, I guess. Not anymore. Mm-mm. I guess that's fair. And uh, I guess I guess we fast forward through this long rest, unless you guys have things you wanted to get accomplished. Totally. And you guys are back up to full, uh, full spell slots, full, um, uh, what's the other thing? Life? Yeah, you're good. Uh, your wounds are healed. Uh, you, uh, am I on second level spells yet, or am I still using first level? You have not leveled up yet. Yeah, we're still on level three. Yeah, you have not leveled up, uh, but you are ready to go. Uh, the it is the equivalent of daytime now, which you know is daytime because the uh, the dire sturges have returned to the raptors. And Mayor Bucket leads you guys through the hedge maze, past Phil the guard, around this this weave of bushes, until finally, after maybe an hour's walk, it lets out. The hedge maze opens up into a courtyard. The courtyard has a fountain in it. It's a it's a huge wide space compared to where you were. Um, maybe as big as the whole town. And the the hedge maze lines the walls of this courtyard all the way to a three story mansion. It seems like a simple brick mansion. Uh, all of the windows are dark, and. On the most important thing you see, the most eye-catching thing, is that in the middle, on top of this fountain that's in the middle of this courtyard, is a statue. The statue is a gaunt humanoid form. Bat-like wings extend from its back, and it's holding a grotesque scythe that seems to be made from sharpened bone and bound with sinew. It wears basically no clothing, just a little loincloth, but on the thing's neck is a key dangling from a leather strap. Uh, as Debilica goes past, she laughs at this statue. It's a trap, isn't it? Mm, only if you're incompetent. The Lemure are the lowest level of devil. When, we, when a spirit gets bound for the first time, it 
regenerates? I guess that's not really the right word. When we're born again as devils, we begin as Lemur, and through great acts, we are gifted with more strength and more intelligence. Okay, but I'm talking about the key that you're laughing at. Why is it so funny? The key? Oh, the statue. Well, the reason this is called the Shattered Mansion, and this is a funny story, let me tell you. You see, it used to just be a place where devils could go basically on coffee break. Uh-huh. You, you met uh, some of the devils that wander around here in patrol, like Paralis, who are just here as executioners. Uh, well, you know, they needed a place to hang out, but when the breaks went too long, the Devil Knight cursed this place, so that instead of just being a simple mansion where we could hang out and relax, now all of the rooms are cursed, so that you have to figure out the right way through, and if you don't, you get spit right out the door. It meant that we couldn't relax in here any longer. Hmm. So now just the, the Lemures who are left behind or couldn't figure their way out are, uh, are all that's left. Oh, sorry. Pause. Holy, are you okay? It sounds mad. Are they attacking you? Holy crap, he's taming it. He's like doing that. Did we underestimate him? Maybe a little bit. Dude, is he dead? Is he... Manny, if you're dead, tell us. Manny, if you're dead, can we train your dogs? I don't think he's dead. I Blink twice if I you're in trouble. Doubts. I mean, like, all we... Hmm. Oh. Manny? Manny? Sorry about that. Had to lift something. Okay, so, like, question. Uh, did they attack you just then? What the hell was that? No, no, no. It's just, uh, something knocking at the door. Well, it wasn't knocking. It was trying to knock down the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> you alright? Oh, yeah, it's fine. Happens every day. Okay. Every day? Jesus Christ. What? I'm so glad that we get, like, nothing here. You get yeah. radiation disease and... The you occasional know. drone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's quieter. Eh, okay. These creatures will learn one day. When enough of them die. Okay. Uh, where were we? I don't even... Weren't we getting... Oh, uh, De Debilico was telling us about the, the break room statue. Yes. Uh, the mansion. Uh, the reason I was laughing at the statue is... The Devil Knight, when he cursed this place, must have changed this statue to make it look like him. That's him. That's the Devil Knight. Wow. If you ever see him, just do me a favor and just run right towards him, okay? Just as quick as you can. That sounds like a bad idea. Are you still no, trying to kill us? it's a idea. <laughs> Aren't you trying to... Roll your insight. I have perception. Can that count? Insight, please. Damn you. Eight. Sixteen. Seventeen, and I don't have insight, so what? Is that just seventeen? Just seventeen. Yeah, you all realize she's she's laughing at you as she says this. She's she's just yeah, Can Torn just pick up a rock and throw it at her? Of course you can. I pick up a rock and throw it at her. Wait a minute! And uh and It goes it goes through her body harmlessly. 
And I just keep doing this while Twilight talks at her. Twilight looks closer at the Devil Knight and and okay, really quick before I say this, does the Devil Knight look like Plagueis or is it an entirely different devil? Look like what? Uh, the dude we met in the hallway that Twilight just ran straight on towards. Does he look like uh, Paralysis? Yeah. No. Uh, okay. But that's what no, she. No, Paralysis. Paralysis was a big meaty boy. That's what she was referencing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this particular devil looks very thin, uh, wiry, almost starved looking. Except he's got like a little paunch belly. Uh, it, it, no hair. This one isn't trying to be beautiful in any way. It is, it is grotesque and lanky. Okay. Twilight looks at it and goes, you know, maybe it just needs a friend. Uh, and starts heading towards the mansion to go inside. Okay. Rest, you good with that? Well, I mean, shouldn't we go after the key on the statue? Uh, it's, it's just, uh, it's just part of the statue. Oh, it's not an actual key hanging from it? No. This isn't a Resident Evil game. Yeah. Uh... You were almost a Twilight Sandwich. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, you guys go on into the, uh, into the mansion. And what, when you open the door, and what you see is the foyer. Mm, paint us a word picture. It, it, I, oh, oh goodness, I am so about that. Trust me. Doing that right now. That I prepared... Here's shuffling of notes. <laughs> no, so you enter into this beautiful brick room, uh, but, uh, you know, red brick, bright candlelight. Uh, there are front windows that look back out on that fountain, which, uh, as you look out on the fountain, you notice that the statue has turned around and it's now facing you. Well, that's not uncomfortable at all. Nah, it's fine. So, you're in this, yeah, this red brick room, uh, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of decoration. There's a there's a carpet that goes from the door to uh, straight across the room to another door. The only other door you can see. Uh, and in the middle of this room are three pedestals. And these pedestals have something floating uh, just off of them. Uh, on the leftmost pedestal, there is a lump of coal. In the middle one, there seems to be a towel, and on the right one is a leaf. And that is where you find yourself. A lump of coal, a towel, and a leaf? We have to squeeze the yes. coal into a diamond. That would be Torin's answer, wouldn't it? Uh, Bert, do you have any ideas? Hmm. I know we have to go to the kitchen, and then the ballroom, and then the nursery. What does coal, a towel, or a leaf have to do with a kitchen? Well, coal burns... Use towels to wrap stuff. Debilico, which one? Oh, goodness, I'm not telling you anything else. Last time I gave you information, I taught you the secret to slaying all devils. I'm done with you for the day. <laughs> Should we try to leave again? Yeah, I don't know if that'll work this time. Uh, the coal, I guess. All right, we're going for the coal. All right, I'll okay. squeeze it into a diamond. Do I roll my strength sa roll? <laughs> not safe. If you really, really want to try to crush a piece of coal, you can do it, but I think it's just going to turn to dust in your hands. If this were Deadlands, I'd probably be rolling straight 20s like 10 times. <laughs> God, I hope not. Okay, so you, you uh, pick up the piece of coal, and you see I got a 16 that... plus 3. 
Oh my god, he actually oh. did it. You've crushed the piece of coal in your hands. Was there a key in it? It, um, it dissolves. It sort of phases out of existence. And then another identical piece of coal floats in its place. I do it again. It, it, it happens again, buddy. <laughs> you, you crush the piece of coal, and an identical piece of coal appears where it was. I throw it at Debilica. Are, are you proud of yourself? Is this really what we're doing today? It phases harmlessly through her body, uh, disappears when it hits the floor, and then another piece of coal materializes where the last one was. By Olympus, I am known for my strength, not puzzles! You continue to throw pieces of coal for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, can we not spend and then a an door hour opens? game time actually doing that? Because I, I just have bad feelings. No, no, not actually. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, that's what happens. Every time you throw it, it, it reappears. Okay. So it can't be the key if it keeps disappearing. Really? It took you like 30 minutes to figure that out? I didn't see you doing anything with that leaf. I didn't pick up the leaf. We said we were going to go take the coal route. Well, how do we take the coal route? Uh, good point. Uh, I pick up the leaf, I guess. Cool, you're holding a leaf. And I pick up the towel. Cool, you're holding a towel. And I wrap a piece of coal in the towel. And eat the leaf. <laughs> and I eat the leaf. Uh, you don't feel any fuller, and a, uh, it doesn't taste very good, it doesn't taste like, All right. it doesn't taste like I'm gonna, food. I'm gonna roll my investigation, because I want to figure out what the hell we gotta do. I'm so okay. confused. Okay, there's, there is, where the keyhole should be on the door across the room, there is instead a big slot, like a cubby hole. Okay, I put the coal in the keyhole. Was it still wrapped in a towel? No, I took the towel out from around the keyhole. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I put it there with the towel, and I'm like, nope, this isn't the answer, guys. I think we gotta go. <laughs> we open two doors at uh, the same time. <laughs> uh, when you put the coal into the slot, you hear a little tingling noise, and then the uh, the door opens. Oh. And inside, on the other side, you can see a kitchen. There are nice tiled floors, and there is... Uh, there's like a counter and an oven and a refrigerator. And uh, the weirdest thing is that there seems to be like a blob, like a lump of human flesh just pressed against the oven door. And it's, it's very subtly, it's very subtly moving. I would like to roll to see if Twilight is aroused by this. I rolled a 17. Uh, you are aroused. Okay, Twilight's like, oh my god. Oh, I didn't know I had this kink until this exact moment. Oh, I got some stuff I gotta figure out. Hey man, I'm not gonna shame you. So, the, uh, the kitchen is about 30 feet by 30 feet. Uh, right across from you is uh, another door. Okay. Is there... I would like to use my perception to see if there's anything about this blob that stands out in, in its relation to the door? Yeah, no, you don't even need perception for that. Um, it's not reacting to you, so you got all the time you need to, to really look at okay. it. Okay. Um, but what I will say is, how do you, how do you approach it? Um, 
It's about 30 feet away. I have an idea. Twilight, come here. Okay, and Twilight comes over. Yes? I take my holy symbol from around my neck. I just press the lion's head against his forehead, and I wish to cast protection from evil and good on him. <laughs> and Twilight goes, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's all right. <laughs> Does it work? Yeah, no, you cast protection from evil and good on him. And what, is, what does that do? Yeah, what does that do for me? Uh, one willing creature you touch is protected against aberrations, celestials, elementals, fey, fiends, and undead. Creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. You also Ooh. can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed. I like it. If the target already has such an effect by one of them, the target has an advantage on any new saving throw against it. Wow. And how long does this last? Duration, uh, up to ten minutes. Okay. That's perfect. And then I shove you at the blob. <laughs> ah! Alright. You're protected! Totally works. Totally works. Yeah, uh, he shoves you, uh, and the blob does not react. Twilight looks at it and goes, Hi! Um, I'm Twilight. How are you? Uh, I, I just want to know if you're okay. And Twilight very, very ever so lightly pokes it, uh, with their, hmm, with their foot. Like the toe. Their foot. You're protected foot. Oh, no, no, no. With, uh, with their tail. Because Twilight has a tail. Okay. Poke him with your tail. Um, you do that. The blob, you can see now, is... Uh, it turns to face you, and it is a hideous monstrosity. It, it's, it looks like a person that melted. Like if someone took all the bones out of a person's body... It is. It has its face pressed against the oven, and it looks like it's it's actually there because its teeth got like caught on the oven handle. That or it's chewing on it. You're not quite sure. Uh, it has it has these tiny little mutant arms that are just sort of like pawing at the glass of the oven, and as you poke it, it turns to face you. And its whole body sloshes around to look at you. Roll initiative. Okay. That. Um. Alright. Ah, uh, crap. Hey guys, uh, I'm running out of energy here. Uh, I forgot to charge my system. Sorry about that. No, that, that, no that's it's fine. Good. It's, good. it's understandable. I mean, we've been going for a while now. Yeah, yeah. Um. So... Uh, Kev, I guess you'll tell me how to make this suit out of the stuff you told me to get? Yeah, I'll have to throw together the directions to step-by-step for you, and then we can sit down and, and go over that, and then uh, have you actually do that. Okay, that sounds fair. Mm -hmm. um, man, it's really, it's really coming together, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So what, uh, what are you guys doing to, for compete like uh mitch and manny what have you guys done since you were unplugged much longer than us well i found a can of cat food a couple weeks ago and i think i might cook it up and uh have some protein and just you know really celebrate Ooh, where did you find that oh man i don't even remember um let me think it was uh the lower level of this building hmm. i found like a like a litter box but like like an old one, an old like it was tiny, so I think it was like pre-war. Hey, uh, and what? 
maybe I could swing by there and pick some of that up. I think Ren could use some of that stuff. I don't think this would fit Ren. I mean, this thing's only like a foot across. Oh, yeah, but... Oh. I mean, Ren's not that big unless they're hungry. It could... Oh. Yeah, maybe it'll work. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd love to just have you hang out. Yeah, I think that... You know what? I think I could really use that after all this. I'll come by for a bit. Cool. Yeah, come on over, man. When you're, you know, when you get the suits all, all taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Manny? What are you going to do? I know you had something knocking at your door. Uh, just surviving. Restocking. Maybe cook up what just tried to knock down my door. Wait, you killed it? You have to show who's on top. All right. All right, then. And uh, Kev? Well, I'm actually going to try and uh, scooch over to the, the hydroponic setup that I've been uh, putting together and see if... If anything is growing up in there, and if it is, you know, I might uh, I make myself a nice little capite salad. That sounds sounds awesome. Yeah, I want that. Mm. That sounds really good. It, it hopefully will be if you know I've got anything that's worth uh, <laughs> worth taking off the vine. All right. Well, uh, yeah. You know what? Just happy capite, guys. Um, I. I just wanted to say I'm really, really grateful that I ran into you, Mitch, and that we managed to connect with you, Kev, and Manny, like, whatever between us. I, I am grateful I met you, too. Yeah, me too, man. Hopefully in the long run, it pays off. Yeah, for real. Hopefully we can do something. We will. I, I, got, I have faith. I'm just glad I got someone to talk to. I'm really happy I know all you guys, too. I think that... Uh... I think the future's looking pretty bright. Yeah. Happy compete, guys. Happy compete. Happy compete. And so came our traditions, involving presents and pyres, where we pray to the generous God with our compete day fires. Aw, that was nice, wasn't it? Now, I know some of our dear listeners may be wondering, Why, Robin, I only heard part of this story. Why didn't you say it all for us? Well, dear listeners, that is because starting this coming year, we are rolling out our new subscription service. That's right, to get access to special content by myself, including live interviews with special guests, story times, and more. You have to buy into our subscription service for the coming year. We have different levels and ratings. For example, our gold members will not only gain access to our behind-the-scene interviews, but will literally be able to reenact a well-known scene from a high-fantasy TV series that involves melting gold atop your head. So that's fun. And our Diamond members will be able to listen to all of our content on a non-stop loop while working day in and day out in Putriblat Corporation's diamond mines. A cryptocurrency mining server where you literally 
use your body to mine the currency. So much fun. Stay tuned for the sounds of our pockets lining with endless amounts of funding for the new year. Happy Koopy Day, everyone. And keep living your truth. Hey, Jamboree Accento here again with the boys. I am the boys. Dubboys. Dubbears. I am one of the boys. (laughs) We are several (laughs) boys. The girls' room. Uh, Yeah, so thank you so much for checking out that episode of Tabletop for the End of the World. That is episode 10. We have 10 episodes down across three or four months, and we have a lot of exciting news for the upcoming year, one of which is that while we are not official guests and we are not paneling, we will actually be at MAGFest in D.C. this coming January 3rd through 6th? Yeah, three days? Is that right? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. January 3rd through the weekend. And we are currently trying to figure out a way to do a private little live show in our hotel suite. So... If you want to get in on that, uh, be sure to check out our Facebook page where we'll have a Discord set up. We'll ask people who's going to be at MAGFest and come and be an audience member in our first little live show experimenting with what that would be like. Uh, Mitchie is going to set up an entirely original game. Hello. And uh, unless I can figure out a way to implement the meta world into it, it's probably literally just going to be us playing D&D as our playable characters. And but it's gonna be great. it'll be cool. and It'll be a fun D&D game. I think you guys will all enjoy it. It's going to be big and flashy, and man, I should write this. Uh, you know what I can tell you it's going to be? It's going to be messed up because uh, you know, Vert and Torrin are going to be there. <laughs> oh, yes, and it's going, to be, it's going to be full of friendship and love and a little baby tiefling, uh, gender-fluid baby that is just causing trouble for everyone because they just want to be friends. And Jake the Goblin. If you guys want in on this, uh, let us know on our Facebook page and on Twitter. And uh, on our Discord, if you're not already there, uh, yes, talk to us. We want to yeah. hear from you guys and want to know what you like about the show, what we could be doing better, and what you want to see. Yeah. We also know that not everyone uses Discord, uh, so I've taken the liberty of making an official fan group uh, page for people to interact with each other, post fan art. You all might have seen that fan art posted on our Instagram at TFUcast uh, by Nick, who's a very wonderful fan, and... Yeah, uh, just, we're just going to go around real quick, give you all a message. Uh, let's start with Mitchie. What do you all have to, have to say for the holidays to our audience? And for the new year, because they'll hear this in the new year. Hey, happy holidays, guys. We appreciate you listening to us and taking the time to leave reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is the only real way that we get any attention for this show. So if you like what we're doing, please give us a five-star review. If we can get up to... 55 star reviews we have a giveaway for you if we can get to 75 there's another giveaway and then if we get to 100 it's an even bigger giveaway so just get on those reviews help us out it would be a big big deal for us thank you guys for listening we love you yeah at 100 we'll give you mitch's credit card number so that's definitely incorrect get in on that <laughs> anti-correct right. uh manny kev do you guys have anything you want to add happy new year's happy holidays uh try to do stuff that might be fun uh yeah if you're not out there listening we would not be doing this so enjoy please uh let people know and uh stuff and i'd 
like to just say, everyone be excellent to each other. And uh, as, as one of the tech folks, if there's a place that you like to listen to podcasts and we are not on it, let us know. I will do my level best to get us connected. And uh, just coming from me and once again coming from all of us, we just want to say thank you so much. Happy holidays. For those of you living in the end of the world, happy Kupit. May you place great gifts on the pyre to the generous God. And uh, hey, it's 2019. It's the new year. And uh, we're really excited to see what this year will bring. Thanks, everyone. And remember, the overseers are always watching.